Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. What is wrong with you? I so <laughs> I always love it when I start being stupid and you just get this look on your face of like, I can't believe I'm hanging out with this kid like all these years later. <laughs> is that why you do it? <laughs> it just it's it's for you. Just for the shock value of what in the hell? <laughs> uh, how you doing, Kyle? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. So in the studio today, audience, we have with us a very special guest. Mr. Kyle Reed. Oh, very special guest. Why, thank you. Why, thank you. And with me, I have also a very, very special guest, Mr. Rohit Rohila. And nobody else, because we're the bestest. We really are the special guests. Yeah. So uh, the other guys couldn't make it, so it's us, and we have nothing planned. We don't know what we're going to talk about, and we're going to do something a bit different. We're just going to have a normal conversation, so you guys can kind of pick up on some of the types of conversations that Kyle and I have had because on air we speak a lot about how him and I had these sort of in-depth conversations around personal development so we're just going to talk there's no real structure we don't really know what we're going to talk about you know and and hopefully we have a, a good product that's that's mature so <laughs> sorry sorry he didn't mean that that's that's fucking shenanigans so how have you been kyle it's good to see you it's good to see you as well i've been great i've been great can i say busy oh i've been good i've been good but busy busy yeah good but busy oh god just so busy uh, you know i actually do have to take a, st- a second and stop and just discuss that because what is an acceptable response to what have you been up to if you've really been working it's like oh just working and it's kind of like oh that's it well what else have you been doing laundry did the dishes the other day. I washed my car. Uh, I went golfing. All honest feedback. Yeah. But what is really an expected response or or, or a, a good response to that? Relevant. It, it just made me think of that, right? What is an acceptable oh. response? And I, and I don't want to make that a whole podcast episode. But. Yeah. Have you told the audience about your major purchase? No, I haven't. Because I don't have the keys yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, I bought a house. Bought a house. Um, going through underwriting process right now. Supposed to close on it next month. Um, it is a exciting, nerve wracking process. It's been a roller coaster. Searching for lots of houses. This market right now is challenging in the Northwest here, especially in the Puget Sound region. So yeah, that's it. I mean, it's been, I guess, a recent goal of mine. I think it's always been in the back of my mind that I wanted to buy a house at some point, but I never really had the rubber meet the road, so to speak, and, and actually take the steps to make it happen. And maybe I just didn't think that I would have, you know, 60 to 100 grand available to put down in a home, right? And I was like, ah, just, I'm not going to have $100,000. How am I going to be able to buy a house? I'm not going to have a down payment. I want to, but, you know. Yeah, I want to, but <laughs> something we talked about last week. Um, so, yeah, I think, I don't know, maybe that's something we can talk about is, what are some of the steps that we do to achieve our dreams? What What's interesting is I feel like a lot of people tell us that they don't have time, you know, to, to really work on their goals. 
because they've filled their 24-hour clock with work, family, and their daily routines and their habits and rituals. <laughs> um, that they don't know how to work that in. Hmm. And it's not easy. So, you know, that I, I think between the two of us, we can come up with a okay a couple of different stuff. Let's do that. Let's do that. Now, because you, you got me thinking about this house thing, so I'm going to kind of maybe relate it to that likely throughout. How to make time for your goals or your dreams. How to make time for your dreams. Yeah. Okay. Some of the things that you and I have done yeah. that have led to some of the successes that we've had. Okay. Okay. So one thing I would say is you have to set set small goals or set small targets, I would say, initially. I'll use a small example. Paying somebody back. If you owe somebody a large sum of money, we'll talk about this house, right? I can't pay for this damn thing up front. I didn't even have 20% down. If you expect that you have to have 110% up front, ready to go, no matter what it is, you may never achieve that target. That goal or your dream may seem too big, too far-fetched, and out of reach. Break it down into small pieces. How do you like your elephant? Mm. Right? Yeah. Set small targets. You'll have small victories. That, in turn, will create some motivation and a lot of positivity and power for you to continue to move forward with this goal and with these small targets that you have in mind, no matter what it is. If you want to lose five pounds, some small targets you can have is make sure you wake up every day and eat a healthy breakfast to boost your metabolism. Also, do 15 minutes of some sort of exercise every day, whether that's going for a jog, doing push-ups and sit-ups, Lunges, jumping jacks. I'm just naming random stuff that you don't really need anything for. Um, and, and lastly, I will recommend a book. Uh, as I jokingly said to Rohit, How Do You Like Your Elephant? It's a book by Brian Clemmer. Eating the Elephant, one bite at a time. So I would say that. I think small victories are important. They breed a lot of confidence and a lot of positivity and light to continue to move forward towards your goal. So break it up into small pieces. Have small victories. Some that I found great difficulty with is it was so easy for me to fill up my schedule with different things that I had on, on my plate, right? I'd allocate eight hours to work. I'd allocate maybe eight hours to sleep and then, you know, watching TV and, you know, getting ready and all that kind of stuff. And before I knew it, my day was over. What's, what's difficult is if you really want to work towards your dreams, you can't add more time onto there, right? I've got 24 hours. Bill Gates has 24 hours. How come he's the richest man in the world? And when I was starting my journey, I was living paycheck to paycheck. I can never, ever, ever, ever say that I'm too busy. Who am I compared to him, right? If you went up to Bill Gates and said, You're Bill Gates. motherfucking Rohila. That's who oh, you are. Oh, I like that. Um, but if you go to Bill Gates, right? Bill, I haven't seen you in a long time. How have you been? Do you think he's going to be like, oh, I've been really good, but just busy. No, he's going to be like, I wonder what his response would be. Now you're making me think about it. Like, what his response would be. I want to email him. But, you know, if you go up to these super successful people and say, have you been? Do you think they're going to say, oh, just busy? No. They find ways to make time work for them. And that's super important is you have to make time work for you. And I feel like the best way of doing that is by cutting down on your commitments. 
this was extremely difficult for me. If anyone told me that they needed my help, I always said yes, right away. <laughs> what do you need? Yes, I can do it. Whatever you need. Flat tire in Idaho, I'm there. That's the thing is I always felt like if I wasn't always there, I was being a, a bad friend. And then I realized my time is valuable. I only have 24 of these 60-minute chunks. And that's it. And the truth is, I don't know how many of these 24-hour chunks I have left. So it's very valuable that I spend those chunks on things that are important to me. And by saying yes to everything, devalues my self-worth. And so you have to learn how to say no. There's that quote that I always love because it's so true. If you ever need anything done, ask a busy person. And the reason why that is, a busy person knows how to schedule. They know how to schedule things. If you make plans with a busy person saying, you know what, we should go to the movie someday. A busy person who's organized is going to be like, absolutely, I'm free next week. What day works for you? Let's schedule this right now. Whereas anyone else would say, yeah, we should do that next week. And it'll never happen. So you have to learn to value your time. I'd say that is so important. It's only when you realize the true worth of your time can you really start realizing where you're wasting your time. And so then when you put on a scale, watching a Netflix marathon or working towards your dreams, now all of a sudden, because you realize the value of those 24-hour chunks, you know you want to work towards your dreams. I like that. So that really helped me. I like that a lot. I like I like the fact that you said 24 hour, 24 one hour chunks. That's pretty powerful, right? As you said that, I'm thinking of how I'm Xing out my 60 minute chunks with my day. This is one, this is one, this is one. I think it's kind of cool because you can really break it down and find out how many 60 minute chunks you got value out of versus how many 60 minute chunks were just a part of your day. So that's Ooh. huge. That's a whole other conversation, yeah. but I just it made me think of it when you said it. And <clears throat> talking about time, I'm poor at this, but I'll say that you need to beat the absolute piss out of procrastination. You need to beat it to death. As you were discussing this, I wrote down a quote from Neil deGrasse Tyson, and it goes something to the extent of my knowledge of an impending death is what creates my sense of urgency. I thought this was absolutely huge. I like that. If you truly have all the time in the world, you don't feel like you need to go to the movies with your friend because you feel like you have any time to do that. If you have all the time in the world, you don't feel like you need to buy a house next week because you know that you have all the time in the world to do that. The fact that you are only here for a finite amount of time and you don't know what that timeline is should create a sense of urgency. That should be enough, but it's not. It's not enough for me in a lot of cases. I procrastinate a lot. I'm, I'm terrible at this. So I think some things that you can do to beat procrastination is, one, think about that, because that is extremely powerful to me. The, the knowledge of your impending death should create a sense of urgency, and if it doesn't, then what are you doing? And a couple of ways to beat procrastination are really just to schedule things. If I don't have something scheduled, it's not going to happen. It's not. I'm here every week for this podcast with the exception of one week. 
simply because it's scheduled. It's what I do on Tuesdays. Yeah. And if I have something else come up <clears throat> that is more urgent than recording a podcast, then I reschedule the podcast for a Wednesday or a Thursday whenever you guys are available. You do. You're every time. phenomenal at that. Every time. Hey, I can't do it. This came up. Or what do you guys think about recording Wednesday? Because I really want to go do this. Whether it's a Sounders playoff game or Seahawks or football game or something like that. I would say those are some of the things you can do. Try your hardest not to procrastinate. Try your hardest not to put things off. That is a powerful, powerful quote that has gotten me there or has helped me anyway. I thought of a quote. I don't know who said it, but it was really impactful. The majority of the people who died today thought that they would have a tomorrow. So true. So true. Wow. I, I really like finding such great value out of this. I feel like that's something that Amit has said to me quite often too. He didn't realize how much being a part of this podcast helped him get through some of his difficult times and obstacles. And I feel like even if we had zero listeners, just the opportunity to speak to you every week has impacted my pocketbook. If it weren't for Kyle Reed being in my life audience, I would not be able to do some of the things I've been doing. That includes uh, from 2016 to 2017 right now, I've already increased my annual income by 70%. Can I borrow a dollar? But along those lines, I feel anytime that I've really felt stuck in life, that I felt lost, I felt confused, I felt I was responding to life instead of life responding to me. At the core of it, it started by not knowing where my pocketbook was. Why do I say pocketbook? No one even, no one even knows what a pocketbook is. What I didn't is know my 30s? bank accounts. And these, this day and age, it's not just one bank account. You've got one bank account. You've got your PayPal account. You've got your Venmo account. Oh you've got your, your cards, your debit card. I mean, it's just so many different financial institutions are involved in your financial overview. And here's the thing. The majority of the people don't know how much money that they have. They don't know their net income. They don't even know how much debt they have. They buy stuff and then when it's time for the payment, they see you owe $10,000, but you can just make a minimum payment of 75 bucks. Shit. Done. I'll pay 75 bucks. You know how long it'll take you to pay that shit off? And here's the other thing that I started noticing. Some credit card statements will tell you if you pay the minimum amount, you're actually going to end up paying X dollars. X dollars, and you'll be fully paid off in 20 years or whatever. If you never charge another thing. That's powerful. I'm very thankful they did that. <laughs> Something tells me that it was like a law that passed that made them do this. Because they wouldn't do that on their they own. They don't want you to know. Yeah. Yeah. But so many people that I know live on the financial philosophy. Their financial philosophy is ignorance is bliss. (laughs) And so they don't know how much money they have. They're not investing. They're not doing anything with short-term investments, long-term investments. And here's the biggest kicker. They're not giving money into charity. Jim Rohn, one of my absolute biggest mentors, has what he calls the 70-10-10-10 rule. And so he said you take your entire paycheck. This is just the bait. 
the basic. But, you know, depending on your financial situation, the numbers might increase or decrease. But he said 70% should go towards living. Your, your bills, your food, your shelter, the, the minimums. 10% should go to short-term investments. 10% should go to long-term investments. And here's what he says is the most important thing. 10% goes to charity. When you give money, you feel an abundance of money. And what you're doing, if you've ever watched The Secret, is you're attracting money right back to you. Don't live with the, the financial philosophy of ignorance is bliss. It's painful, I get it, to look at your bank account. It's nerve-wracking to feel, in a lot of ways for a lot of people, it's going to make you feel worse. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee you, once you... And I'm not just talking about like going to your bank account, have a little bit of a heart attack, going to your other bank account, have a little bit of a heart attack. No. I'm talking about if you have multiple credit cards, you need to look on consolidating them. If you belong to a bank, no, you need to go to a credit union. There's so many basic things that you could do to start gaining control of your money. And once you have a clearer understanding of, okay, I'm paying X amount here, I'm paying X amount here and, and so forth, and here's how much money I have coming in. You have a peace of mind. You may still be in the red, but now all of a sudden you can see there's, there's uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. I was just thinking that. That's good. That's good. It's scary. I'm going to admit something that I don't like to admit is that I'm always afraid to look at my bank account after a night out with the fellas or a vacation. It's like, oh man, did I really buy rounds for everyone all night long? What the hell was I thinking? How many hundreds of dollars did I spend just last night in a couple hours? It's ridiculous. May I share one thing that I did with you? Sure. And I did this after I watched The Secret. Everyone has a bookmark folder <clears throat> called Bills, right? It's just, you know, here's all the money I spend, you know, for the different credit cards and utilities and whatnot in your bank accounts. Once I watched The Secret, I renamed that folder from Bills to abundance. Because when you see the word bills, you don't want to click on that folder. Negative. But when you see abundance, all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, my bank account's that? That doesn't seem right. It should be much higher than that. Let's get it up. As opposed to just bills. Just hearing that word, bills, just Ugh. doesn't feel good. Abundance. Feels good. I just did that little... That little tweak. It makes you feel like you're getting something rather than giving something. This is my abundance. Rather than these are my bills. Terrible. It goes from obligation to this is what's going to help me live the life that I want. Yeah. I mean, in order to achieve your goals, you have to be organized and financially fit. I would 100% agree with that. Let's wrap up here. So really, in some of the notes I took were... We said you kind of went over about four, four or five things here or so, but really these are the steps, folks, that we take to achieve some of our goals and some of our dreams. And, and we think that these are going to be fantastic for you as well. Uh, initially, we discussed set small goals, set minimum targets, small victories, right? This is going to give you the confidence to move forward and to break that elephant up into small chunks. Elephant's delicious. We don't expect you to eat the whole thing in one sitting. And then secondly, we discussed how to cut down on your commitments. 
If you are continually living your life for someone else, how are you going to live out your own dreams? It's impossible. You won't be able to do it. There's not enough time in the day. You can't create more time. Something's got to give. Right now, in this day and age, in this political landscape, we're talking about the president's budget proposal. In order to put money towards one thing, it has to come from somewhere, right? So something's got to get cut or more revenue has to be generated. So you got to figure out how to generate more revenue unless you want to cut something. Well, you can't generate more time. So unfortunately, some of your commitments have to be cut. And then we discussed how to beat out procrastination. One of the most powerful things for me was a quote from Neil deGrasse Tyson was that the knowledge of your impending death should create a sense of urgency and allow you to accomplish goals and tasks in mind to allow you to achieve your dreams. If that doesn't help, schedule things. If it's not on the calendar for me, a lot of times I won't achieve it because I am a procrastinator. I tend to think that I have plenty of time. And right now, sitting on my ass sounds like a great time. (laughs) (laughs) And then Rohit discussed finances. If you're not financially fit, how can you put yourself in a position to be able to achieve things? If you are continually having money come and go just as fast as it comes in, how are you going to achieve these goals? And secondly, if that's how you treat your money, how are you treating everything else in your life? I get it. People say money isn't everything, and I 100% agree. But it is, it's monetized, right? And, it, and it's a form of payment. Whether that you're paying with your time, whether you're paying with dollars, whether you're paying with whatever that is, it's a method that you contribute something to achieve either goods or services, whatever that looks like. And then lastly, I would say plan ahead. I mean, to follow up with all the things that we've talked about today, as, as I mentioned, make appointments, schedule things, plan a weekend within the next six months to have something completed or done. Take one Saturday or one Sunday within the next two months. Prepare things. People who are best at, let's say, losing weight or sticking with a fitness plan, they meal prep. They plan ahead. They plan their entire meals for the entire week. What does that look like to you? It's one, it's one way to do it, right? And it's the same way if you treat your money one way, how are you treating everything else in your life? If you're not even meal prepping to attempt to lose weight, if your goal is to say lose weight or be more fit or just look better for say the summer, which a lot of people talk about, right? It's a big topic. If you are not dedicated enough to take a little bit of time on a Sunday to meal prep, how do you expect to achieve this goal, let alone your dreams? Well, it's impossible. You won't be able to accomplish it. So I would say keep all of those things in mind um, as you have aspirations to achieve greater things, whether that be buying a home, buying a Ferrari, having a tiny home on a big piece of land in the woods, you know, 12 foot fishing boats. So you could just go fishing. If that's your happiness, whatever your happiness is, it doesn't have to be a material item. It doesn't have to be a home. It could be anything. It could be a van. So you can take at risk youth to soccer games. I don't know. Just made that up, but whatever. If it makes you happy and that's your goal and that's your dream. It's fantastic. And you can use some of these steps that we just discussed today 
to get there. And I hope it works out. And I think in closing, that's really all I got. I just have one more thing to, to add. There's one of my mentors poses the question. Well, not really poses the question, but, but is just a general statement. The vast majority of the people, and talk about 97% of the population, will spend more time planning a vacation than <laughs> their own lives. That is 100% true. And something that I'd never even thought of. Isn't that crazy? Like you go on vacation and you've got you've got an itinerary down to the minute. I've planned lots of vacations. I'm still working on planning my life. I don't know what I'll be doing five years from now. That's a problem. Something I need to address. It's huge. I pulled up a quote earlier and I do want to share it. Be ashamed to die until you have scored some victory for humanity. I think that will put a lot of things into perspective with your goals and your dreams and that you don't have all the time in the world. So get out there, make it happen. These are just a few things that work for Rohit and I to achieve a few of the things that we've achieved. I know I'm still on a long road to achieve everything that I would desire in life. But I think that this podcast, you listeners and you Rohit are helping me get there. Thank you for that. Thanks again for tuning in this week. GYSTpodcast.com. Get your shit together. A few of our listeners who have left feedback on, say, the Facebook messages and Twitter and things of that nature, we really appreciate it. We sent out a couple of our custom coffee mugs to those <laughs> listeners. So thank you so much. But also, we would really love it if you could take just a few moments out of your day to just leave us some honest feedback on the podcast app of your choice whether that's iTunes or Stitcher or whatever you're using on your Windows phone or your, well, no one uses a Windows phone except for Rohit or your Android phone. Uh, we would really appreciate it. So thanks once again. Have a fantastic week and tune in for the next episode. Bye. Thanks everyone for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.